gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta. Gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta gotta do better. Gotta do better. I have solid, solid. I know it sounds sounds funny. Sounds fucking stupid. I have a solid 20 people that are constantly listening to anything I put up, and it grows. But anywhere from nine people at first, and as a week goes by, that number of nine people. I love you, each and every one of you. Those nine people that are diehard. And then the number grows and gets up to about 20, 25, 30, depending on what I'm talking about. But yes, suspension of disbelief. I am here. We are here. December 8th. 2022 all this nonsense has been going on in the world of movie news for sure especially regarding the properties we hold so dearly to our hearts you know we got this um bob chapik stepped down as ceo and um the other bob the og bob is in there and bob Iger, og bob he's coming in hot and supposedly they said that bob chapik was talking shit to kathleen kennedy right before we heard all this announcements of ceos changing positions or rather you know bob chapik getting fired um he was telling kathleen kennedy she she doesn't know what she's doing. She needs to quit announcing movies unless they're firm, unless they have a solid go. So that means they were pressuring her to get out some sort of cinematic content of Star Wars in the foreseeable future. So we have all that nonsense going on on the Star Wars side. And then we have uh, we have some positivity, I think, coming from the MCU side. Kevin Feige recently announced that they are going to go quality over quantity in these upcoming cinematic universes. So, as we know, Marvel Phase 4 has had a lot going on this uh, this chapter, this phase. You know, we had uh, all this Disney Plus affair. You know, we could talk about it right now. We had, uh, we came out the gate with WandaVision, which was amazing, amazing, captivating. Um, it really made everybody stop and listen. And everybody was scratching their heads when they said 
the MCU was going to go to streaming. And this movie kind of set the bar. Uh, this show, rather, was very cinematic. And it had themes of television and old Hollywood tropes. You could tell the director and the showrunner really sunk his teeth into everything that he was doing with this show. I believe it set the bar really fucking high, if you ask me. It set it really fucking high. And <clears throat> Falcon Winter Soldier actually went there and and beyond i feel you know uh, there was little hints of it coming in with uh some real world appeal especially with the comparisons to real life and how they treated african americans and minorities in the military how the Tuskegee experiments were exposed in real life and kind of played a little small plot into um, everything that went on with uh, the black super soldier, the African-American super soldier that they portrayed into it. I really appreciated what they did with those two series. And Loki... Loki was, uh, again, just as good as those, but Loki just just a little step down, a little step down, a little, a little, a little underdeveloped, in my opinion. And we sat and let those marinate. And in the movie atmosphere, we had, you know, Black Widow, we had Shang-Chi, we had the Eternals. And all three of those movies had a divided audience, a lot of division. And I think um, the dichotomy that the audience has amongst ourselves on the internet, in the zeitgeist, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, whatever social media platform you use to get your opinion out there, I believe they're listening. And, you know, with the lackluster presentation that the audience gave for those three movies and some of this Disney Plus content, I really, really appreciate the Disney Plus content over the movies that I just mentioned. Eternals was great. I saw what they were trying to do there. I, You know, it was good. It was good for what it was. Have I watched it since I saw it in theaters? No. Black Widow was okay, but I feel like it was five years too late, is what it is. Shang-Chi was good. Shang-Chi was good. It reminded me of the old school Jackie Chan movies. Have I watched that since it came out? Yes. Watched it about three times. So, you know, it's right in there. Shang-Chi is right in there with a Doctor Strange and a Ant-Man for me, you know, right in there right in there with the avengers age of ultron watchable good stuff if it's on tv you know if i'm at work in the break room and it's on tv i'll put it on i'll keep it playing i'm not ashamed of what i'm watching it's one of those movies but uh then we get into uh lackluster audience reception of she-hulk lackluster audience reception of Hawkeye. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Christmas. All that good shit. 
all the comparisons to Die Hard, Rockefeller Station, all this iconic movie imagery in there. Great stuff, but not for some. Miss Marvel was fucking boring. I'm sorry to say I'm a brown person. I really like all the representation and all that. The family dynamic in it was good, but boring as fuck for me. She-Hulk was great. I, I knew what they were doing. It was a Sex in the City type-esque action adventure with the Hulks. It was good. I liked it. It was cheeky, but nobody else liked it. Nobody else thought it was fun. Nobody else thought it was cheeky, but I enjoyed She-Hulk. I hope Jennifer Walters gets a second series. And um, Tatiana Mislani, I believe, is the actor that portrays She-Hulk. She is gorgeous. She is everything and a bag of chips. I would watch her in anything. Anything. I even went up and looked up her old series and her old um, movies that she's in and she has a little catalog she's good she's good she's great she's beautiful I really really enjoyed She-Hulk just because she had so much charisma and her comedic timing on screen was great her and Mark Ruffalo played well off of each other in the few scenes that they were in She-Hulk was great we got a um, little sneak peek into what hulk is gonna do next hopefully we get a world war hulk series or something you know because these marvel shows are gonna stick around for a long time disney plus is something that they're doubling down on with all of this holiday specials and uh werewolf by night was amazing um it was what can i say it's good it's good even if it is mindless and bullshit and all you motherfuckers that never get pussy think it's all the mcu all you women hating motherfuckers out there that don't find any interest in this new marvel or the new um direction that marvel is going towards it's not for you it's not for you it's for everybody else it's for everybody else and i admit miss marvel wasn't for me did I bitch and complain about it and talk about how they're pushing an agenda? No, I just didn't fucking watch it. That's how it has to be from now on. Um, and now, you know, we had uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which was great. You know, Thor Love and Thunder was the first movie I did not see in theaters of the MCU. I am so fucking sorry I didn't see that movie because it was great. It was a good time. Great time different Thor movie very very inclusive it had everybody in there I loved it Taika Waititi is off the fucking rails in that one I need more Taika directed and written affair supposedly he's doing a Star Wars movie hopefully I want to see it I'm here for it I'll pay money I don't give a fuck but uh, you know Doctor Strange was great, Sam Raimi, all the evil dead imagery, all the satanic and cult and duality, the fucking white and black checkerboard and all that, you know, all the occult symbol symbolism in it, it kind of got me hard. I was getting giddy with all of this devil shit in a Marvel Disney production, you know, um, 
it goes back to how Disney way back then was hired by the CIA and the feds were pushing propaganda through these characters that we love so much you know uh stick to your roots disney push push it push the envelope give me some more of that weird sim uh, imagery that makes me feel uncomfortable you know i'm not here for it but i'm here for it at the same time if you catch my drift because this shit is like church to me this is gospel so everybody's hanging on every word that these marvel movies present to us so i got it i saw it and give me more of it what what else can i ask for um black panther wakanda forever that's what i'm getting to ultimately by talking about all this marvel stuff i finally saw black panther wakanda forever and let me tell you i I loved it. I loved it now. Um, I could say if I did this review right after I saw it, I would maybe be talking a little bit of shit about it. I maybe might have said it was slow and too long, but now that I've had time to digest it, break it down, um, understand what they were presenting to us on the platter that was Wakanda Forever. You know, and uh, this is going to be spoilers, 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 spoilers. From the get, they from the fucking jump, they tell us that T'Challa is battling a illness that they can't comprehend. Something that they can't battle. The most brilliant minds in Wakanda are there. Shuri's there. Her whole team's there. They're trying to synthesize a heart-shaped herb, not to, uh, not to, you know, do anything but save his life. She's trying to save his brother, her brother's life. And um, Letitia Wright gives a Oscar-worthy performance from the jump. She's laying it all out there, and. Um, fucking the queen is fucking there and they have a few stares of emotion at each other and from the beginning i was like oh shit here's that tone that ryan coogler promised us in the trailer it was saddening to see t'challa's burial and the Marvel Cinematic Universe scroll while that is going on. And um, I think in the movie, I had a very sense of uh, maybe uh, like surrealism, but not in a good way. Usually, when you hear the word surreal, uh, people are saying it positively, you know. It was so surreal that I won this award because I've been picturing it in my mind for months. And to be on this day, it's like being in a dream. One moment. 
Hello? Hey, hey. No, well, I just ate the leftovers of the pork belly and the rice. No, 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 there's still some. There's there's some for like a... Uh, oh, there's still some. <laughs> not, not, not like a lot, but there's still some. Uh, you could just come home and we're gonna go shopping for the kiddos, right? Yeah, just come home and I could go to H-E-B. Alright. Be careful. Love you. Bye. And I'm back. And I'm back. Sorry about that. My partner she's coming home you know gotta get it sorted i didn't want to pause you know this is that real shit real real shit okay yeah so getting back to the death of chachala at the beginning of the fucking movie um they were smart to do it because i would have been wondering the whole time what's going on how are they going to kill him are we going to see him in battle who killed him are they gonna pull out like a giant cameo maybe dr doom's gonna come and fuck his shit up no they didn't do any of that they treated it very respectful i guess as respectful as they could but yeah man a uh a real sense of gloomy surrealism came over me just to think like this man uh chadwick who by all accounts was an amazing human being portrayed a larger than life african-american superhuman royalty you know um and has all this culture his people behind him um they have this sacred herb that grows out of a vibranium meteorite that hit the earth millions of years ago um you know all this epic storytelling behind this actor but this actor was a human being this actor who played a god on screen so well i might add he put on his pants one leg at a time he put on his shoes the same way you and i do he's dead now and he's not coming back and this movie gave me a real sadness when I thought about that as the theatrical movie was playing out I just kept thinking like you know of my mortality of my loved one's mortality everybody and everything you know and this movie talks about grief and it plays into science versus religion and it gave me a movie that i wasn't expecting it gave me this um this sense of dread because in the movie shuri leticia wright's character shuri is there with the queen and The queen takes Suri on a walk and, you know, they're on the great plains of Africa within the borders of Wakanda. And she says, do you feel that breeze, that subtle breeze 
I could feel T'Challa and she's talking about how it comforts her and that she knows that this subtle push of this breeze is the energy, the spirit of T'Challa because in Wakanda culture, Wakanda culture, death is not the end but more of a slipping off point to get your energy projected into the astral plane and to become one with the ancestors and Letitia Wright's character Shuri tells her no that is a made up construct in your mind to subconsciously make you feel better and she says how she's a woman of science and she knows once you're gone off of this plane of his existence you no longer exist in the living realm and the queen pushes back and tells her no with all your science and all your technology you are still Wakandan and you know that death is not the end and she says no and she pushes back and she's very reluctant to believe that her brother's still there and i just i just thought of real life after this i thought of uh the trauma after you know someone has died i think you know i have had relatives die that i was really close to and they are no longer here and i would like to think i would like to think there is a astral plane where you know my aunt rosemary's spirit is still there and she's looking down on me and in my darkest of hours maybe i can call out to her and maybe she will lay down some of that great advice that she used to when she was in this plane of existence and what i just said right there is kind of what they struggle with in this movie and they have moments of calmness where each character is being so clear of what they're projecting to the audience and they let the scenes breathe the tone of this movie is so calculated i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed that it's real in real life some of the hardest motherfuckers in life some of the bravest men that take care of everything that hold down their household they do die they're not here anymore and who takes up the burden of the household who takes on the debt who takes on the strength the leadership role who takes on the head of the household the women the women that are around this man and that's what this movie portrayed also so i hear all these people saying that the men were erased from this movie no not really because if you watch the first one these men that were in the movie they were surrounded by amazing women dozens of amazing women and this movie handled it accordingly the king died who takes up the mantle his mother, his sister, the women that are around him. 
So all these claims of men being erased. M'Baku, Winston Duke, amazing role in this movie. He even has dialogue saying how he's off to the side and providing counsel. Fuck yes. And we're going to see more of Winston Duke, I believe. Namor, amazing. Amazing representation of the Latin, Latino, Latina culture. I believe this movie's doing gangbusters because not only are African-American people running out to see this, not only are women, females, feminists running out to see this, but Mexican, Puerto Rican, Asian, Afro-Latino, everybody, everybody is running out to see this movie. So my hat is off. And for all this talk of Hollywood pushing an agenda to put minorities in the front, yes, they are. They're trying to make money. Don't get it twisted. Every single decision made in media in mass media to appeal to the audience for the consumer is made by decisions and there's an agenda being pushed there's a series of actions that are trying to get up to a point so they can make revenue off of it it's just 10 years ago 20 years ago they were pushing the agenda of caucasian they were pushing the agenda of Jake Gyllenhaal being the Prince of Persia when in the video game it was a little brown boy but then Jake Gyllenhaal I'm pretty sure Gyllenhaal is like German or Scottish or whatever the fuck he's a great actor great fucking actor but there's a reason why the Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal a Disney production did not hold the test of time because the audience is smart and we're like, it was an okay movie, but we can't celebrate it because is he does he really look Persian? And I'm sure there were so many fucking Persian, Egyptian actors out there that could have filled the role. But now, they're like, the audience knows everything. The audience can see the seams in CGI. The audience knows that, you know, the audience fucking knows if so-and-so in the comic book was Asian, why is so-and-so in the live action a Caucasian now? And the audience is like, hmm, that's decisions that are being pushed by the higher-ups. Hmm. Let me see something that represents me on the big screen. And yes, that's why people are going out to see this fucking movie. Because, hey, it's easy to relate to. But... I could tell you, it's a great movie. Great fucking movie. Namor, amazing. Um, His whole arc on how he was there for his people. And they're introducing mutants. I think they completely changed the story of Namor. But for the better, this interpretation of it is far better than what we've seen in the comics. Because I don't even fucking know his story in the comics. I just know he's... He looked Asian. He was Atlantean. Uh, 
he teamed up with Captain America, the original Human Torch, and himself as the defender, I don't know, in the 1940s. That's the only fucking real... That's only that's the only thing I could tell you. And in the comic book, uh, Doom fucking fucked with him and made him flood Wakanda. And it was a satisfying last scene you know the movie was so so you know it's the feeling and the conversation they had surrounding this movie that did it for me that made it a better movie than the first that's why this movie is going to stand the test of time i believe in 10 years people are still going to be saying wakanda forever wakanda forever so let's skip to the ending. I'm 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 gonna give it. I'm gonna give it here. Movie definitely, definitely a nine out of ten. Almost a perfect fucking movie, in my opinion. It was a little too long. A little too long in the tooth. But the ending, spoilers, that fucking end credit scene where, you know. Lupita Nyango. Beautiful amazing actress i loved her in this movie she was a little super spy for a minute you know um the door melage did their thing dude the action scenes in this movie were top notch the action scenes in this movie were john wick level fucking action and they they did slow-mo a little bit but it was it wasn't wasted like the black pat the black adam movie that black adam movie with the rock and pierce Brosnan. ah such wasted time with their slow-mo but this movie it had a little bit of slow-mo and it did it just right and it fucking had weight it had weight with the battle scenes these battle scenes were bigger and better than the first the cgi was bigger and better than the first everything was better so you can't blame them if the story is a little off because this movie what they did what they accomplished in this movie it was supposed to be presented to us in a black panther part three or a black panther part four it was supposed to be a couple more movies of t'challa and something was going to happen or you know the tide was going to shift and then there wasn't going to be a black panther for a minute and then they were going to have to try to convince shuri or mbaku to become the black panther and you know um synthesize a new heart-shaped herb because michael b jordan was a little pussy in the first one and burnt down the whole crop and um i think this movie was amazing this movie definitely gets us back to the tone that they gave us in the first and second phase of marvel definitely grief religion introspective conversation about spirituality versus science it's definitely not what people are expecting definitely not so that's why people are holding on to the uh you know men were erased mbaku was dwarfed but he was presented on the sidelines stronger than ever in that first movie he kept on getting his ass kicked by tajala in this movie he is an elder he is a councilman he is peeping game. He's putting on the younger ones. 
and at the end of the movie they make him king because uh you know the t-shirt right's gone uh, mbaku's still there he's holding it down for the set wonderful movie wonderful fucking movie wonderful movie that's my take on it i could have gone a little bit more in depth but i think i did good i think i did good and um i'm gonna come back soon 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 with more i gotta do better i gotta do better i gotta i gotta do better i gotta do better i gotta i gotta do better i gotta do better today before it's too late you know what i mean thank y'all very much for listening i appreciate it this was a short one i'm gonna come back to y'all in the next couple days this is gonna be uploaded thursday december 8th and i'm coming back to y'all um hopefully sunday thank you suspension of disbelief this has been cool face please like subscribe tell a friend We're going to grow this fucking audience.